Let's play a game. What's the itch? Is it pubic hair growing in? Or is it chlamydia? <laughs> Lorraine called me the other day, you guys, and told me some guy gave her chlamydia. Oof. So, of course, I asked her if she had been good, gotten treated, if she'd given it to anybody else, all the normal questions. And I also asked her if she, you know, got any symptoms. Girl's curious. And she's like, you know, I didn't. But I do have a little itch. But I think it's just, I think it's just because I shaved. <laughs> so let me repeat. What's the itch? Oh my god, you guys. I lost my shit. It was so funny. But it really made me remember, like, you know, STDs happen and chlamydia is the most innocent of them all. And it is something that you should be able to be frustrated about, be mad about, but go get treated. You know, do the responsible thing. Tell your partners if you gave it to anybody. And also laugh about because it's like two pills in seven days of abstinence. It's not that bad. It's just chlamydia. And it's really something that we should be able to talk about and laugh about and joke about and not be ashamed about and not be terrified of telling partners about. I've talked about this before. I'm not going to rant about it for too long, but it's definitely something I appreciated that at least with my friends, we can be open about and laugh about. And it honestly was, was pretty funny. It made my day. <gasps> Ellie, what? Oh my god, you talked about sex? But oh my god, you guys, lovelies, I missed you. I'm so sorry that we had, like, what, a three-week break? Something like that? Holy shit, you guys. Uh, I do want to spend a couple minutes and update you guys in case you didn't see my Instagram story, letting everybody know what was going on. Basically, I had a lot of dental issues, and it's been ongoing for two weeks now. I've been on antibiotics and steroids and painkillers, and my head's been fuzzy, and it is still going on, but it is not as bad as it was before. It was it was pretty horrible. Currently, I'm just kind of waiting on some last things to heal. I'm no longer dealing with an infection or anything, so we're on the upswing but this might be a short episode because my mouth still really hurts. My jaw still really hurts. And so talking is kind of a struggle right now. Thank you guys for bearing with me. Thank you guys for coming back, listening to this episode. I'm super excited uh, to answer some questions I've gotten while I've been away. I've gotten a couple of DMs. I've gotten a couple of survey responses, and I'm really excited to dive into those as well as just give you a couple life updates. So I updated you guys on my health and where I was and what's going on. Let's update on my sugar daddy status. So we're going to call this one Chris. And he is the one I got. I told you guys that I did. I committed the sugar dating felony with. But I also promised you guys I would keep you updated on what ends up happening with him. So what ended up happening with him is he's amazing and I really like him as a person and I like hanging out with him as a person. And yes, I never got an allowance from him, but that's okay. He gave me a ride on an e-foil, a lift e-foil. And these things are 
fucking epic. So imagine a small paddleboard or a large boogie board and it has like this wing that goes underneath of it and as you go you have a little handheld controlling device and you can adjust the speed and it's powered it's mo there's got a motor on it so you go but you can lift out of the water so you're flying on top of the water versus just like riding on top on the bumpy so it's like super smooth and like you can feel the balance of it it's crazy so he has a bunch of those and he gave me a free lesson on them and i guarantee you i never would have had this experience without him and that is what i'm talking about every time i rage about all of the experiences you can get as a sugar baby it's stuff like this i never would have done something like that without meeting this guy on seeking arrangements and it was super cool super fun and yeah i still think about how much fun i had doing that and it was a couple weeks ago now but it was it was really fucking cool and i made a whole bunch of people jealous to have gotten this experience and that's always fun but anyway where i'm at currently with the sugar daddy thing is uh i probably will see him over the summer and continue projects every now and then however i'm about four hours away from him now and so i'm searching for something a little bit more stable it feels like i'm always searching for a sugar daddy these days which is unfortunate, but that's kind of the cards that I dealt myself with the whole travel lifestyle, so I can't complain too much. I have a couple leads in this new spot that I'm going to be in for a couple months now, so we'll see what happens there. I haven't met with any of them because of all of the health things I've been going through. I just haven't been super serious about it, but we should be setting something up pretty soon here. Let's see, let's see. Oh, so do you guys remember Sexy Rock Climber Dude? Told you about him a while back. Mmm, so super hot, right? Okay. And he like got in my head a little bit. Well, we still talk. Mm hmm. We still talk. And he has agreed to a threesome with Andrew and, and me. And internally, I am all three. I am super turned on by the idea, excited, and also terrified because these are two dominant men, okay? Two cocks. I'm going to be in heaven at the same time as like, this is, this is going to be, this is going to be a terrifying experience. No, I am mostly excited and like thinking about it, I get really fucking horny and I want this to happen so bad it's gonna be so hot and I'm finally going to be used by somebody for Andrew like that hasn't happened for me yet I'm really excited for that to happen for me so wish me luck um let's hope that my pussy doesn't die but I'll keep you updated on if that's actually gonna happen because in my experience this stuff is talked about a lot and it rarely ever actually happens so we'll see but I'm having fun fantasizing at the very, very least. All right, let's get to those questions. <laughs> let's get to what people need to know about sugar dating. So these questions have all kind of been around the same thing. People get hung up on and get nervous about and anxiety about those first conversations. Starting those first conversations, dealing with a new setup, setting up the arrangement, all that stuff. It's super intimidating if you haven't done it before. Totally get that. It's something that just takes 
practice. I wish I had all of the answers for you. I wish I could tell you exactly what to say, but it just takes practice. It takes your personality and your touch to really know exactly what to say. But I am going to go over some stuff about early conversations because in my experience, sugar daddies usually message first. However, I message first maybe 50% of the time now because I'm traveling a lot and I need to get things rolling faster. But in my experience, sugar daddies typically message first and it's one of two types of messages. So it's either a flirty message or like, hey, how are you doing? Or like you're some sort of flirt or it's a copy and pasted paragraph about what they're looking for on seeking arrangements. And there's really no in between. I appreciate both. I think I can work with both. If it's just like a hey or whatever, I don't reply. It's not worth my time. If they seem too aloof or like they're not going to be willing to have a professional conversation, I typically don't pursue it. But at the same time, I'm okay with having like a normal conversation or a little bit of flirting before the tough stuff. That's okay with me. It's just, I follow my gut, you know, if it's somebody who I feel like is worth talking to, I talk to them, but it, it comes with experience. It comes with practice and it comes with just, you know, looking at their profile. Are they somebody who I'm willing to go through more small talk, more conversations to have this experience with or not? And I just decide from there. If it's a paragraph, typically what it will include is what they're looking for, who they are, and they all kind of sound the same. So I want to read you some conversation so you guys have something solid to go off of. All right. He said, hello, can I introduce myself? I'm so-and-so. I'm a fit 58-year-old. I'm looking for a very fun, casual, and discreet sugar baby who I can spend time with and help you towards your goals too. I'm looking for someone outgoing, intelligent, sexy, and open-minded. Meet a few times a month, typically weekday afternoons or evenings work best for me. Any interest? This was fantastic that he actually gave me when he can meet. So this information is so helpful because a lot of times there are people you'd love to have an arrangement with, but your schedules just do not line up. So to include that in an opening message just is super refreshing. And I'm really excited to meet with this this one, actually. Very quickly, we exchanged numbers and we started to have a conversation and rather than like a bunch of small talk he very quickly was like all right what kind of arrangement are you looking for and and so we continued that kind of conversation and I said a good connection shared experiences reliable flexible and low stress and financially helpful I think that sums it up quite nicely what about you and he replied I like your perspective I'm up here only a few times a month looking for someone interesting intelligent outgoing uh, I like learning about you, your interests, motivations, and perspective. Good conversation is a must. And I've had several arrangements. Totally understand that financial help and other support helps you get to your goals and is essential. I'll be honest, I'm also looking for someone to share intimate fun with. How are we doing so far? And then I responded, we're doing fantastic. All sounds great. Good conversation is huge for me too. I'm kind of a talker. I, like, I think intimacy comes with a good connection pretty smoothly. If I enjoy your company, I'll enjoy carnal fun with you, winky face. 
And we just kind of talked a little bit, established when we might be able to meet up, etc., etc. I think this is fantastic. I like that kind of straightforward conversation personally. And I think it covers a lot, you know? One thing that wasn't included that probably I would suggest including is a little bit more talk about specifics as far as that, air quotes, intimate fun. Right, so talk about condom use, talk about that kind of stuff right away. Typically, I do that. This particular conversation didn't really go there, but it probably will very soon when we talk about specifically meeting up. That's probably when that will come up and be brought up. The other example that I wanted to give you guys was actually my conversation with Chris, the one who's been helping me with my van, because it was the opposite of straightforward arrangement figuring out, right? It's the exact opposite. It was more of let's chat and get to know each other kind of thing. And I only condone this so much because it's not really setting you up with the kind of arrangement that I encourage. However, it's one of my favorite arrangements I've ever had, so I'm also not going to discourage it. This particular one, I sent the first message. So I want to give you guys an an example of what to say if you're sending the first message. Personally, really the times that I send the first message is if I'm going to a new place and I'm trying to get a little bit of a jump on meeting people in this place, or if there's somebody who I'm really interested in, somebody who viewed my my profile and I viewed them back and I'm like, this would be an awesome arrangement. But almost always I let people message me first unless I'm going somewhere new or I'm traveling or moving somewhere. But I said, hey there, I'm in the area for at least a month and looking for some friends and connections. I'd love to talk and maybe meet. That's it. That's all I said. And that's typically what I say. I don't try to get into arrangement stuff in the very first message. Try to do that maybe a couple messages in when it's on my side because I want a response. I'm just going for a response. I just want to get something rolling, get the ball moving, get the conversation going. So it does typically take a little bit longer if I'm the one messaging first versus responding to somebody who starts with a paragraph like that, like I read to you guys. So it's different. Every Everyone is different. And while some of them are shockingly similar, they're all different and they all just, you have to kind of go with the flow. And the reason I've rambled on about this for like 10 minutes is because a lot of people really struggle with this step, but it's just trial and error and it's just situation by situation. And yes, you want to get to the details and the important stuff early on, but it's not always going to work like that. And that's okay. Keep being patient. You'll find an arrangement. You'll find somebody who works with you. If you are in a deep in a conversation and you still haven't brought up the details or the arrangement stuff and you just don't know how. How I do it is super simple. All I do is I ask what their past experiences on the site have been. So I'm like, so just curious, what have your experiences on seeking arrangements been like? Have you had arrangements before? Because you're taking it back to how you met, it's not awkward. It doesn't seem like you're bringing it in out of nowhere. It doesn't seem like you're making demands or you don't want to just hang out with them. It's a curiosity in. You're expressing curiosity. You want to get to know them more. And you're also starting that conversation. It works super well. I've also gotten requests to look at specific conversations and give my opinion on how to proceed with things. But one of these stuck out really specifically and I want to give it a shout out. A potential sugar daddy was pressuring her to A, not use a condom and B, 
do specific sexual acts. Nothing wrong with asking for specific sexual asks. What is the problem is when it becomes pressuring, when it becomes bribery, when the person is offering more of an allowance for these things. Because, yeah, that's, that's pressure. That's making somebody more willing to do something that they have already said they don't want to do assuming they've said that they don't want to do it. So the conversations surrounding intimacy can be very explicit. I've had many who go into detail about what they want, and that isn't weird in the sugar dating space. That's pretty normal. That isn't the problem. The problem is the pressure. Pressuring somebody to do a specific sexual act when they've established that as something they don't want to do is a huge red flag. And basically, what I have to say about this, the biggest thing, the biggest takeaway about this, if they do this at the beginning, early stages of talking, before you've even established an arrangement, or the early stages of an arrangement, if they spring it on you after you've already started meeting with them, if it's early on, it will continue for the rest of the arrangement. It's going to be something that you have to constantly battle and stand up for yourself with. And if you're somebody who has a hard time saying no, if you're somebody who doesn't like disappointing other people, which often the kind of people who end up sugar dating are these kind of people, at least I'm these kind of people, get out of there. Just, it's not worth it. It's going to turn into more of a stressful arrangement than anything else. It's not going to be enjoyable. You're just going to be constantly stressed out that they're going to make demands or they're going to be pressuring you and you're going to have to stand up for yourself. It's not fair to you. It's not respecting you. It's not respecting your boundaries. It's not respecting you as a person. They're trying to use you. They're trying to get things from you that isn't acknowledging everything else about you. They're they're just they're just hyper focused on one thing and that's not respecting you as an entire person. And I would say scoot out of there. But that is my advice. It's totally up to you. I've dealt with it for an arrangement before. I still deal with it in some levels, but it's not something you have to deal with, okay? There's going to be much better matches out there for you. You don't owe them anything, especially, especially in these early conversations before you've even met, if that's when they're starting to do this. Oh my god, do not be afraid of being rude to them if they're trying to manipulate you, all right? If they're doing this to you already, it's manipulation. They're trying to get things from you that they know you don't want to offer. It's manipulation. They're bribing you. Do not be afraid of being rude and saying no. Okay, stand up for yourself. All right, that's all I've got for you guys. All right, you guys, that'll do it for this week. Hopefully next week I'm able to come at you guys with a little bit more robust of an episode. Also, next week, be looking forward to a kink deep dive. This one I'm going to do on sadism and masochism. I think that these things most people are kind of generally aware of what they are, but I want to dive into them deeply and what they mean in relation to BDSM, and I'm really excited to do that. I'm also really excited to pull Andrew on here again. He always has good insight. You guys always seem to love it when I have him on, so be looking forward to that next week. Also, I keep mentioning that I have this series coming up, History of Sex Work. Be looking forward to that. I think those are going to be some really cool episodes. I also have some interviews I'm excited about coming up, so be watching out for those. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, check out the Instagram at 
sugarpusspod. If you have questions for me, if you want to talk to me, you can DM me at ellysugarray. And also, the Twitter is getting up and going. So if you haven't followed at sugarpusspod on Twitter, go do that. There's going to be some things popping. Twitter isn't quite as unfriendly towards the sex industry. <laughs> we'll just say that. So, so we're kind of putting our efforts there now just because Instagram has been a pain to work with. So we'll see how that goes. So go follow at sugarpusspod on Twitter. And yeah, tune in next week for another episode of Sugar Pussy. I am your host, Ellie Ray. Thank you for listening. Bye.